filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster. Watch out for the filibuster. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, filibuster freestyle as promised. Roscoe P. has joined us to talk about the 2018 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Let's just stay right there and say hello to Mr. Roscoe P. How are you, sir? Uh, good, man. Thanks for having me back. It's nice to be here. It's been a while. I haven't been on in a while. Um, and I, I was going to say, I, I like to think of us here at the uh, Freestyle as a team. Yes. And, you know, on a team, you need the football coaches will tell you, you need one through 53. It's not just the stars. So uh, when the stars like me can't make it, it's good to have guys on the bench like Andrew Patterson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and for those of you, for those of you maybe who didn't listen last week, uh, Andrew Patterson was an emergency entry into the show. And he went, he went out and I told him my, my, my topic was going to hopefully be with you, Roscoe, last week on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees of 2018, he's like, well, yeah, Gav, I got a hot take for you. I think it's it's a stupid thing to have, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So you wanted to address that off the top of the show. So you, you go ahead, and I'll, 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 you know, I'll be moderator slash, you know, whatever. Okay, well, the first thing I have a problem with was his ridiculous take that um, if they just changed the name of it, to the Museum of Famous Musicians, he'd be into it. Like, let me, and let me, I got some backup on this for how stupid that take is. <laughs> I have in front of me the Merriam-Webster definition of the term Hall of Fame. Oh boy, look at you go, look, are you using a dictionary right now? I got a dictionary, I got, well, I'm online. But you can all go, everybody listening all over the world, you can go to merriam-webster.com, look up Hall of Fame. Definition one is... A structure housing memorials to famous or illustrious individuals, usually usually chosen by a group of electors. So, a museum of famous people in that industry is literally what a Hall of Fame is. That's like, I live in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is the home of the Basketball Hall of Fame, which they could just call the Museum of Famous Basketball Players, <laughs> but that's a stupid name. So, they call it the Basketball Hall of Fame. So, like, oh, if they just change the name to Museum of Famous Musicians, that's literally what it is. So that was stupid take number one. Now, you did a brilliant job um, of getting him to totally uh, – you, you confused him so much, you got him to admit why the Hall of Fame is the thing with the Yellow Cool J thing. Correct. Because Yellow you know, Cool J is like, you know, it had a profound impact on music. Yes, that's why we have the Hall of Fame. So you got him. You, you came back and got him. Yeah. But and I, I just thought he was such a grump about the whole thing. Like, why am I listening to this guy who doesn't like music? Talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, number one, hot takes out the dome right now, Roscoe P. I mean, yeah, take a sip of that water because you're on fuego, my friend. Second, uh-huh. Secondarily, uh, the reason we had to listen to a guy who doesn't like music talk about music is, one, our schedules didn't align, and two, my brother, who has a famous rap beef with John Bon Jovi, yes. refused to even come on the pod to, to trash Bon Jovi. Yeah. Hates Bon Jovi so much, he wouldn't even come on to say why he hates him so much. That is a new level of hatred. Yeah, and he summed it up with Homeless Man's Bono, which, frankly, I would take that as a profession. Hey, hey, yeah, that's right. 
there's worse things you could do. Some would say, since I, you know, front the band Drilling Threes, which is definitely not up for nomination, one, because they haven't been commercially viable well, for, for long yeah, enough. Not, right, not eligible yet. Right? Not 25 years old. But yeah. two, I would say that if John Bon Jovi is a homeless man's Bono, what does that make yours truly? <laughs> Gav Money, lead singer, driver of the Winnebago of Drilling Threes. Am I like a piece of head lice on, on top of John John Jovi's beautiful hair? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that leaves you. I just don't know. We're, we're good. But okay, so we got that out of the way, and I'm good to have you. And before I forget, um, we're we're going to go over the nominees tonight. We're probably going to give our picks on who we think is going to get in. But just so it's on record, when these picks are made, you and I are going to do a pod before it airs, before the ceremony airs on HBO. And we're going to speculate what songs each of the each of the inducted artists are going to do, which I think will be almost more fun than this pod. And I'm really jazzed about this pod. Yeah, I think too. Just so, and if you want to approach it a different way, but what I've done is so part of the voting this year, and, and it's been for a few years now. But fans, like anyone, can just go to uh, rockhall.com and yep. vote for who they want to get into the Hall of Fame. That's not the whole thing. There's still a committee of critics and industry people. But um, what I'm going to talk about tonight is the five artists who I am going to vote for. Cool. Okay. Um, Not necessarily who I think is going to get in because I think there's at least one band that I don't particularly like who I'm not going to vote for who I think is going to get in. Okay. Well, let's let's do a couple things. I think that sounds fine. And if I have have any that I feel are really egregiously missed by you, I don't mean by – that I feel strongly about myself that you didn't hit. I'll yeah. jump in with a couple of those. I'm guessing we're going to have at least two or three lineup. I agree that yeah. typically in the last three or four years at least, it's like four to six bands and acts that usually get in. So I think picking five is about right. Um, and I do want to hear about the band that you think is going to get in but that you aren't going to vote for eventually too. Yeah. But before we do any of that, my friend, can I just yeah. say a couple things? Number one. Please. It's your show. Philbusterfreestyle.com is where you can find us on the web. Number two. Roscoe P., Guitar player, rapper, founding member of Drilling Threes, working on his own project right now called The Way Out. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on Spotify. As a lie, no. I meant, I meant um, YouTube, excuse me. Yeah. And you're on Twitter at Roscoe P. I'm on, on Twitter at Gavin Viano. And places listening, and then we can get right into it, because the nation of India is not only the second most populous on the planet Earth, they were number two this week in the filibuster freestyle listener rankings. Wonderful. Followed up with a bronze medal for the UK, the United Kingdom. But the top city listening is a city called Salem, at least S-A-L-E-M is how it's spelled, in India. Wow. The number one listeners nudging out our friends in Ashburn, Virginia at number two. So whoever you are in Salem, India, we love you so much. And I don't know, I don't even know how to say good morning in India, and that's my fault. Crack Research Team had a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little disappointed you didn't know more about Holden, Massachusetts. I feel like you should know a lot about that. I know right? about Holden, but I just don't know who who listened, Roscoe. You're a Central Mass guy. Yeah, well, we have a lot of friends in Holden now. Who are peeps? Do, well, do you want me to say, I mean, there's... Yeah, can you speculate who maybe was listening? Well, I, I, the the Gennadys, the John Gennadys. Oh, okay. Now, I know he's listened to the show before, um... Uh, Stu, Stu Pock and his family uh, live in, in Holden now. I'm sure there are many others. Uh, not to go through a whole list of people who only you and I know for the uh, for the podcast audience here, but we have, let's say this, we have several college friends, and I know at least some of them have listened to your show in the past, 
um, who now live in Holden. So that's that okay. Be- well, while we're shouting out college friends, I want to shout out Armin Saldana, who I saw at his brother Marcos, his Marky Sal. My bachelor party on Friday night in Boston. Armin, apparently a big fan of the show. We're going to have him on to talk about God knows what. He's just he's just psyched to be here, and we're psyched to have him. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Okay, so let's get into it. But thank you for uh, helping me out with Holden. Sure, and let me say, too, it broke because I know, that, listen, it broke my heart. I couldn't go to that. Again, My as you referenced, my day job gets busy this time of the year, and I just couldn't go to the to the bachelor party, which I think would have been, uh, been great. And I'm sure maybe even... Uh, listening to some of the music of some of the bands we're about to discuss here tonight. Well, you're darn right. Because we went to the poorhouse. Don't let me forget to li- don't let me leave the podcast though. Talking about how I met Guns N' Roses drummer Frank Ferrer. Uh, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was pretty awesome to see Frank Ferrer. Anyway, uh, can we just start LL Cool J? Because I feel like both of us are going to put that dude right in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, do you want to actually say who the nominees are? I can I, do that. I, I have them broken down here by. So there are 19 nominees. Yeah, why don't you take us through, Roscoe P. Take us through. Yeah, I don't, I don't, we're obviously not going to go in depth on all of them, but so there, there are nine who have been nominated for the first time and 10 who have been nominated previously. So yep. uh, the first time nominees and, and two of those first time nominees are actually in their first year of eligibility. So those two are Radiohead and Rage Against the Machine. Okay, perfect. Uh, the, the other first time nominees are Kate Bush. Dire Straits, Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Moody Blues, Nina Simone, and Sister Rosetta Tharp. Those are your first-time nominees. How has Nina Simone never been nominated before this year? Never nominated before. I know. Well, we, that's probably something we're going to We talk might get into that, folks. Stick around for that if you're a Nina Simone fan. Yeah. The, the acts who um, uh, have been nominated previously are Bon Jovi, Depeche Mode, The Cars... Jay Giles Band, LL Cool J, MC5, The Meters, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, Link Ray, and The Zombies. So and uh, Link are, Ray is one guy and The Zombies are another band. It's not a band called Link Ray and The Zombies. Oh, correct? yes. It's not Link Ray and The Zombies. Although if it was, they'd definitely be in the hall. Let me put it this way. I'm just going to go really quickly on a limb and say neither of those two are going to get in, at least not for my ballot. But if they form a super group, in. Have to put them in. Have to put it in right to the front of the line. In the mix. All right, thank you for going through those, Roscoe P. Now, I want to start LL Cool. I want to start with LL Cool J. Yeah. Because even Andrew Patterson, music hater, famous musician Andrew, famous musician hater Andrew Patterson, even he brings homemade Gatorade. Andrew Patterson. Yeah, because I'm better at making Gatorade than Mr. Gatorade is. Okay, pal. And he does. He just like swigs Gatorade and walks around and he gives me like. Now, I, I, I'm getting off topic, but it's not. It's not like he just buys the powder and mixes up with water. Like he actually makes Gatorade from scratch. No, no, no. I think he does the former. I think he actually just buys it. But he he likes oh, he his. Buys the powder. He likes his mix better. That's all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anywho, still it's psycho either way. But exactly. Okay, LL, LL Cool J. But he even he's sane enough to know that LL Cool J is a first ballot, or if he's not first ballot, who cares? But I think he is. Doesn't matter. He's a Hall of Famer. I agree. Um, and this is actually it, his fourth nomination. So if he gets in, he would be a fourth ballot Hall of Famer, which is kind of unbelievable. I think that's incredibly, like, I don't want to say the, the expletive version of horse manure, but that's horse manure, okay? It's bull, it's bull pucky. It's bull pucky. Speaking horse of, pucky? Yeah, it's, exactly. Let me just talk to you for like 15 seconds or maybe more about... This guy, LL Cool J, okay? 
if, if, my, if my notes would cooperate with me. Let me say this in the middle. Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine is like a handsome Vin Diesel. Sorry, Vin Diesel, you're not handsome. Tom Morello is. Okay. Isn't Vin Diesel the handsome Vin Diesel? That's all right. Vin Diesel's a handsome man if you like Vin Diesel. But Tom Morello is like a Vin Diesel. You get it. You get it. Anyway, okay. I'm going to say this, and I can't believe LL Cool J is a fourth ballot Hall of Famer because I think he, he did more for hip-hop than almost anybody else, okay? Because he helped it make he helped make it commercially viable. He pretty much invented the slow jam with I Need Love. Okay. I mean, who hasn't made a ton of money off of slow jams, okay? And let me just run this through you. Going back to Cali, who do you love? Doing it. Mama Said Knock You Out are a murderer's row of jam skis. And then you've still got Around the Way Girl, Hey Lover, Phenomenon, Rock the Bells. This man is greatness in a can. And he's also been a television star for like 25 years. Right, which is cool, but not really relevant to this Hall of Fame. Correct. However, what he's basically done is he's not only did he pave the way for rappers to be commercially viable, not only did he pave the way for slow jams to be moneymakers, he kind of paved the way for Ice-T and other guys to go make a bunch of money in TV doing Special yeah. Victims Unit, NCIS, after uh, you know becoming less relevant as an older rapper, because we all know rap's a young man's game. Hey, yeah, yeah, well, except for me. But yeah, other than that. Besides you. Yeah. You're the anxious wonder. The new Jay-Z album is really good. It's his best album in a long time. I don't know if you've heard that yet, but let me just put that out for people. I have not heard it yet. Yeah, it's really good. When will he be uh, eligible? Probably fairly soon, right? It's got to be soon. It's got to be in the... Well, let's see if I can... Yeah, as as we're talking, let's see if I can quickly uh, see when his first album was released. But Jay-Z's definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and if he's not, then double Bill Pucky. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but anyway, that's what, I mean, I just think LL Cool J has to be in, has to be in. And I think, you know, what are your hot takes on LL that I haven't already made? Or more importantly, do you see any way he doesn't get in? I mean, voters are fickle, I guess. Well, yeah, I see it. Well, first of all. He hasn't gotten uh, in three times already. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Reasonable Doubt, which was Jay-Z's first major album, was released in 1996. So he's still got a few years. Okay, okay. That would be, uh, what would be the, 2021, I guess, is 25 years after 1996. That's not that far away, though, honestly. I thought that was earlier. I, I didn't know it came out. I thought that was more like 94, but well, whatever. So 2021 is when Jay-Z's eligible. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to add on LL. I think he's a trailblazer. Um, he's been around, I think, uh, part of this. And, and you know, uh, Andrew's argument against the Hall of Fame was there's no way to, like, decide who the good musicians are in the same way you can decide who the good athletes are or whatever but a lot of this is just um uh, uh up to who you like right like that's a big part of it too but there is some there is longevity there is record sales there is ticket sales there's number of hits there is impact on the on the culture and on society and on music and does music sound different after you than before you and all that kind of stuff and i think LL cool j hits all those he's one of the great rappers of all time it's a little surprising he's not in um he is i believe i saw chuck d of uh hall of fame uh, rap group public enemy yeah uh, um tweeted that ll cool Day would be the first solo rapper to be inducted while still alive i think the only solo rapper currently in the hall of fame is tupac wow uh, that is bad that, that's a bad man majama stuff right there after his death yeah and, okay. and there's other rap groups public enemy run dmc nwa beastie boys i think that might be the whole list it's pretty close so ll cool j would be the only living solo rapper to be inducted and, and the first living solo rapper to be inducted which i think is kind of appropriate 
I agree. I just can't believe he's been nominated three times already and hasn't gotten in, you know? That is surprising. Well, that's why. So you said, is there any, do I see any way he could not get in? Yeah, because he, yeah, he hasn't already. And I don't know why, what these voters are, are, you know, what they like or what they're about or who they even are. Um, but the fact that he hasn't gotten in yet tells me that maybe there's something they don't like about him. Maybe he's not going to get in. But Correct. We- All right, speaking of, speaking of that, because there was a theory that I pundit Cindy Harrington found a news article on, and then I still don't have the notes in front of me, but Bon Jovi was nominated back in 2011. Yeah. Bon Jovi contends that the reason he's only been nominated once since then and that the reason that they didn't get in is because he's got beef with one of the main guys at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's just talk about Bon Jovi's candidacy since we know that my brother's out on him. Yeah. Uh, Cindy Harrington's in on him. They're not getting that vote. Uh, <laughs> um. Where are you on Bon Jovi getting in or not getting in? And do they make your list or no? Um, uh, bon Jovi did make my list. Yes. Okay, let's talk about the case of Bon Jovi. Yeah. So uh, again, I think maybe besides LL Cool J, I am mo- of all the the bands on this list, I am most surprised that Bon Jovi's not in. In fact, until I saw them on the list of nominees, if you had asked me like six months ago if Bon Jovi's in the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, I would have said yes. Oh, completely. Assume assume that they are. I think um, the argument for Bon Jovi is they sort of got in the middle of a lot of different musical styles, right? They're not quite hair metal. They're not quite arena rock. They're not quite pop. They're not quite whatever. They're not quite blues. or kind of, But they're sort of all of those things. Yeah. They found their own space in the middle of all of those things, and they did it better than anybody else did. Um, I, I think I said... Uh, did we have John? Well, why are we talking about? Were they in the in the, in the metal, hair metal band thing, or was John Bon Jovi in the frontman thing? Well, Bon Jovi was definitely in the frontman thing, and I believe Bon Jovi was. I I have to go back and check, and I can do that while you're talking. But I believe that Bon yeah, Jovi was was granted was they were either granted too good to be in it, or they were like a top, they were, or they were a one seed. Yeah. So I I don't remember what the context was, but on your podcast before I have. I have said that whatever you want to call that style of music, Slippery When Wet is the best record in that style of music of all time. Um, you know, with just massive, massive hits that still hold up today and that everybody still knows today, even people who weren't around when those songs came out. Um, so, yes, that's that's why I would, I would put them in. I think they are... Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. All right. I just opened up the wrong spreadsheet. This is when me, you, and Jeremy Johnson picked uh, NCAA games based on uh, where, ban- where bands were from in the brackets. So that's not going to help. But uh, a nice trip down memory lane there, and I'll keep looking. But anyway, Bon Jovi, I, for me, I'm not sure if they're in for me or not because I like a couple of the other bands. Now, I am shocked they're not in, and I think at the end of the day, they've got to get in. And I actually would put them in but i want to hear your other ones are because there's a couple on here that i just can't believe are in as well okay um who else do you have in um well i have uh i guess one we're gonna agree on because we kind of mentioned there already but i have one that's like a total music snob pick that i like that has no chance of getting in that you might even know anything about um but let me go to I have uh, one of the two uh, first-time nominees, and and they're one of my all-time favorite bands, and that is Rage Against the Machine. Sure. 
Rage Against the Machine in the Hall of Fame. Honestly, honestly, I keep them out either. They're on my ballot too. Um, yeah. This is what I had because I was very quick, but I had their two original sounding. They were too politically relevant, and they were just too talented, both singularly and as a band, to be left out. And they pretty much, in my opinion, at least from again from a commercial standpoint, which is part of the criteria, is are you commercially relevant? They pretty much inv- invented live music rock rap. Right. Metal rap. They pretty much invented it, and nobody ever touched them in being better than that. And not metal, right. but you know what I mean, hard rock rap. Yeah, and a lot of people tried. I mean, I think what I was saying before about did music sound different after you than before you? Uh, yeah. It is certainly one of those bands, yeah. Yeah, Limp, Limp Bizkit tried and failed. Korn sure. tried and failed. And I like Korn. Korn was very good. Korn was not... And again, it was a little different, I get it, but all of that yeah. music was based off of, oh crap, Rage is doing this. Right. Yeah. A lot of people tried and never really got there. And and they're still, you know, they're still doing it today. I mean, now they're called Prophets of Rage and Zach De La Roca is not in there, but um, and just doesn't want to do it anymore. But uh, they're still if you go if you follow them on Instagram or anything, they have they played a massive crowds around the world playing mostly Rage Against the Machine songs. Now they have their own record out, but they their first tour is mostly Rage Against the Machine songs, and those songs are still hot as anything, uh, you know, all around the world. It's oh, my so God. Those, those, those records are singular, man. I mean, they're unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, even the song they did for the, the ill-fated Godzilla movie soundtrack, I mean... Yeah, that was um, No Shelter. No Shelter. That, that might be one of their best, for me personally, and again, it's subjective. Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs by them, and that was like a throwaway song, like a single on a, on a, on a movie movie record, movie soundtrack. soundtrack, yeah. And Tom, I mentioned Tom Morello before. He's one of the more innovative guitar players, uh, you know, of, of certainly of my generation. I would put him uh, of guys like so. Aside from like Jimi Hendrix and you know the classic guys, the, the guys who um, sort of came to relevance or, or, or contemporary, not contemporaries of mine, but guys who I listened to growing up, I would put him. Uh, on a pretty short list of at least my favorite guitar players with, you know, maybe like John Frusciante and uh, Vernon Reed of uh, Living Color and Slash and of Guns N' Roses. and um, But Tom Morello is certainly in that group and, and probably the most creative. Like, nobody quite plays the guitar like he does. I mean, right. He, makes, he gets sounds out of that thing that no one's ever thought to do before and, um, and, and no one else can really do besides him. So... Uh, yeah, Rage Against the Machine. I know that there are some people out there. I've seen some interviews and things like. There are some people, who, uh, people in the music business who don't really like Rage Against the Machine. I think they're kind of phonies and don't really walk the walk and huh. think that you know, like. And and there is, I think, some of it is, you know, when when people have a lot of success and financial success, that other musicians who haven't had that kind of success get jealous. So that might be part of it. People be getting mad jelly player, mad jelly. Yeah. But um, but I think there are people like you know how down for the cause can you be when you're like a bunch of rich guys who made money right. But that's the whole thing about having a platform or not. I mean, they wouldn't have yeah. a platform to, to to be espousing the cause if people didn't like their music and buy their records, right? Well, that's, yes, right. Yeah, no, it's not it's not a problem for me. I no, just, no, no, no. You know, I'm I'm with you. I'm just trying to you know I'm just trying to let people know that in the freestyle. Hey, the more people who listen to the freestyle, listen. We're going to be able to talk dumb crap to more people. It's going to be great. Salem, India will be just a start. We'll be... Salem, India. You know, we'll Rocky be in Karachi, tonight. Pakistan, man. Anyway, so... Rage Against the Machine takes in Salem, India tonight. Hot takes, hot takes. No shelter here. Um, but you spoke about, really quickly before we move on, because I agree that they're in. I'm their first... Oh, they, they should be in. On my ballot, they're in. Um, you mentioned Zach De La Roca. It doesn't play with the band anymore. It sounds like he's got right. no interest in doing it. It means he probably... 
He probably, if he does come, won't, won't perform or what? maybe, who knows. But brings up a point I wanted to make, which is two of my least favorite inductions in terms of the singer not being there to, with the band is obviously Axl Rose didn't show up for the Guns N' Roses one, which is crazy right. considering he owned the Guns N' Roses name the whole time and toured the whole time. Right. And now they're back together, which is even weirder that he missed that. But number two, last year, Journey got in, Steve Perry showed up, and they still had the guy who's like the JV Steve Perry do it for him, which is they insane. The, yeah, like the 20-year-old Filipino guy, whoever Correct. Is. The guy's yeah. definitely like 20. He's definitely from the Philippines. He sounds just like Steve Perry. But, yeah. oh, wait, Steve Perry's here. So, so Steve, I didn't know that. Steve Perry was there and they didn't let him play? No, no, he like came up on stage with them. Yeah. He was sitting at a different table, but basically like said something cool like, you know, the guy, you know, let's call him Jabroni. He's like, you know, <laughs> he's like, this Jabroni's doing a great job. I'm glad he's carrying on the spirit and can't wait to watch you guys sing tonight. What? Wow. Wow. That's really weird. So that's it. So if Rage Against the Machine gets in, A, does Zach show up and B, does he perform? I, I say my answer is yes and yes. You think he'll do it? I, I think he would, and I think, yeah. I just don't think he has any interest. So the Province of Rage thing was originally supposed to be a Rage Against the Machine reunion. Uh, this is all supposed to be a new Rage Against the Machine record, and he didn't want to do it. But So then they asked him, they're like, well, can we get somebody else and go do it? And he said, yeah. I mean, that's my that's my understanding of how that goes, that this was all done with his blessing. Huh. Uh, just because he doesn't want to you know, go through the whole thing of touring. And, okay, so you think— you honored think, on yeah. this one night, I think he would show up, and I think he would— Well, play. I'll tell you what— the Guns N' Roses, and now I've seen Guns N' Roses with you know with basically what's the the major, you know the real the real original lineup. I mean everybody loves Duff and I love Duff and Duff's the man, but it's Axel and Slash on the stage at the same time. That's what it is, right? So right. for that not to happen, and then for Steve Perry to be there and for that not to happen, it just it just stinks. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's it, weird. Zach, if you're listening, if you're in Salem, India, listening, and <laughs> uh, if you're gonna make the trip to Cleveland to to be there, just just go ahead and rap with the guys, please. All right, Roscoe. Who who else is on your on your ballot? All right. Well, let's do. Um, well, let all right. Let's get my uh, my music snob pick out of the way. So I am going to vote for the Meters. I don't even know the Meters, so let's hear about this. I love the Meters. Let me let me sum it up like this. If you are looking for the funk, ooh, I love the funk. Look no further than the meters. Dang. They have they have got the funk. Okay, uh, now really quickly, just to help you back help you back up your 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 talk here. First year eligible in nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. This is their fourth nomination, but the first time they were nominated was ninety-seven. And then it took all the way to twenty thirteen. They were nominated the following year in fourteen, and now after a four year hiatus, they're up again. So they are fourth time nominees. They have the funk apparently. Would I know any of their jams, or are they just funky as hell? I mean, um, clearly the latter, but you might recognize uh, "Sissy Strut" is kind of the big one. You might recognize that a little bit. My favorite song is called "Just Kiss My Baby," which I've decided is a perfect song. Like, there's absolutely nothing Ooh. they could have done to make that song better. Okay. Uh, in fact, go go now, listeners. Go now and listen to "Just Kiss My Baby" by the Meters, and thank me later. So let me. Um, so, are you auditioning now to be the guy who inducts them into the Hall of Fame, or what? Yes, I'd like to be the presenter. For the meters. <laughs> now, let, let me also say the meters are not getting in. They're not going to get in. I'm going to vote for them. They're not going to get in. I don't think they had the commercial success. Um, I think, like at this point, like 
anybody who you or I don't know probably shouldn't get it, right? Like, if we don't know who you are, if we don't at least know your name. So I knew them. I kind of knew them just by accident. Like, I was at a bar several years ago, and Just Guess My Baby was on. I'm listening to them going, this is amazing. What, what the is hell this? is this? Yeah. Yeah. And I Shazammed it. Shout out to Shazam. I Unofficial Shazammed. sponsor of the week, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Roscoe, product placement. Well done, sir. Yeah, right. Go Shazam. Um, and then, yeah, that's how I that's how I got into them, and they're awesome. One of the, you you would know sort of one of their members is uh, Art Neville, who is one of the Neville brothers. Bo- that's baller. That's baller yeah. AF. That's great stuff. Uh, and they are from New Orleans, and and they still play as as I guess like two of them play now as the Funky Meters, but then they also play with the original lineup as the original Meters. So there's the Meters, the original Meters, and the Funky Meters. Which are all kind of the same thing, but not quite. And then there's a thing with three of the guys and one of the guys from Fish that they call the Meter Men. Which I just found out about. I actually haven't heard that, but I just saw that in the research. Well, I'll tell you what. No one's putting in more time on their nomination than you. And uh, I'm going to check them out. Just kiss my baby. I'm going to... Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. They're so good. They're so funky. They're so talented. But they're not going to get it. But that's my... Uh, my music snob. Uh, okay, so you're going, awesome. so uh, you've got Rage Against the Machine, you've got yeah. LL Cool J, yeah. and you've got The Meters. And Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi. So who is your yeah. fifth that you're taking? My fifth is Nina Simone. You're taking Nina Simone? I'm taking Nina Simone. Can you Have you done research on Nina Simone? I love Nina Simone. I think she should be bit. in already. But Yeah, a little bit. What do you got? Uh, uh, kind of a crazy life. Um, uh battled uh, mental illness for a lot of her life and i think undiagnosed mental illness for a lot of her life so okay. a lot of people thought she was just crazy or like a bad person or there's a couple incidents with guns and firing a gun at a record executive well i'll tell you what if you're gonna bring the pain bring the pain right that's right that's right um so but a, a really interesting life um obviously a, a really uh, beautiful singer just a, a tremendous voice one of the great voices of all time um, also a civil rights activist and, you know, very uh, influential in that movement for, uh, you know, uh, uh, black rights, women's rights, you know, so a, a really just kind of important person um, outside of music. So maybe the, the one name on this list that really kind of transcended music in, in what she was able to do and giving inspiration to perhaps a whole generation. I think any, you know, any like female black singer of the last 30 years would probably cite Nina Simone as a major, major influence. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. So I think there's someone who, like we said before, had a really profound impact on music and musicians for a whole generation. And yeah. She's and, a awesome singer. And you could say that arguably one of the most recognizable vert lyrics from one of the most recognizable songs on one of the most recognizable albums of the 90s, Fuji's The Score, Nina uh-huh. Simone gets name dropped by Lauryn Hill, right? Sure does. Blanking on your microphone. I mean, that's. that's right. I guess That's I could right. say that word. I'm not going to, but that word's not a swear. Family-friendly podcast. Yeah, that word's not a swear, right? But I'm still not going to say it. There's just no reason to I say it. Think it was out of context. So I yeah, say I've it. already made it weird, but it's not a swear. Yeah, that word is not a swear. It's not a swear, but it involves doing something that's not necessarily family-friendly on the podcast, right? right? You wouldn't want a parent to have to explain to their child what that is. Correct. Not this time. It's not as bad, it's not as, bad as we're making it or as awkward. That's right. We just made it way worse. Can't wait to lose our day jobs tomorrow. Can't wait. <laughs> Over a non-swear, non-issue. Okay, I know who you. I know who you think is going to get in that you hate. Yes, I know. I know you do. It starts with the radio and it ends with the head. Radio sure Cabeza. <laughs> Roscoe P. I agree with you that Radiohead will probably get in. 
there are other acts. There are other acts on this page which, which I would put in before them. My only question for you is: Do you like these guys less or more? And I know that's a degree of difficulty to ascertain than Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Who is your nemesis? Well, I'm not sure there's anybody I like less than Bruce Springsteen. I once argued successfully, although the guy I was arguing with disagrees that I was successful, that uh, Britney Spears is a better artist than Bruce Springsteen because she has more good songs. At the time, I said, it's one nothing, Britney. Now, since Britney has, more, Britney has way more than one good song now, but anybody who has one good song is better than Bruce Springsteen. And Radiohead has, you know, I, can't, I know Creep is all right, I guess. So there you go. They have one good song. So... Yeah, so I, I I like them more than Bruce Springsteen. Okay, here's my Radiohead take. Right, they've in my mind, I think they might have like two and a half good songs. And by good, I mean uh-huh. the, I mean by good, I mean songs that I know are Radiohead songs. Uh-huh. I guess they've been around forever. I get that everybody talks about how great they are. Okay, but I don't know enough songs, and that's a problem. Okay. Now, number two, one of my favorite my favorite critiques of Coldplay. Okay. Is that Coldplay took what like Radiohead did on like one record really well and made it into a whole commercial career. Right. But couldn't one argue, or you could argue out of both sides of your mouth. One, Radiohead influenced Coldplay significantly. Fine. However, music. Coldplay yeah. made way more money off a of sound they used for one record and they just used it all the time. Right. So in theory, Coldplay, you could argue is the rich man's Radiohead, at least when it comes to whatever record it was they ripped off. Um, I'm fine with Radiohead getting in. They probably will. I just, from a commercial success, they've got to be, here's my take, they might be the least commercially successful band that is unilaterally recognized as being commercially successful. Yeah, and, and they are probably the most critically acclaimed band on this List. They've always Which been is why they'll get in, by the way, because I bet a lot of the voters are critics. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's who's voting, and that's why they're going to get in. But they've they've always had enormous critical success. Um, I also think if they do get in, uh, I already have the prediction for what song they're going to play, which is none, because they've already all except for one guy have come out and said they have no interest in this and don't want to go and aren't going to show up if they get in. So. Um, if Radiohead is inducted, they will not be performing any songs because they will be just as present at the event as you and I will be. Well, good news is you and I, after you induct the meters, are willing to do a Radiohead, well, as, as the Stunners, our acoustic band, you and I will yes. do a Radiohead version of Karma Police. Karma Police and Fake Plastic Trees. At which right. point we'll get hit by lightning for tempting the karma of the Karma Police themselves. <laughs> All right. I think they're going to get into. I wouldn't have put them in because there's a lot of bands here. This is one of those classes where I think there's two or three that should really be in, and then I think there's like seven or eight that could all take the last two or three spots. I would, I no. dare say, there probably will be six acts that get in this time. Right. Um, so, well, well, so wait a minute now. So you did you make a list of? You, do you like? Do you know? Are you? Do you know who you're going to vote for? I've got. I've got a. Yeah. Well, I, I know. I, I've got a couple that I'm kind of hemming and hawing over because. Right. I feel like they're pretty much interchangeably decent to good to great. Well, let's say good to great because they're all good, right? So, like, for instance, all right, I don't know anything about Kate Bush. I just don't. I'm sure she's great, yeah. okay? I, I'm, I'm standing from Kate Bush. The Cars, okay, the Cars have been nominated three times in a row the last three years, they've right. been, but they've been eligible since 2003. Part of me is like if the Cars haven't gotten in yet, they're not going to get in. I enjoy the Cars. 
Could they be in? Should they be in? I mean, if cheap tricks in, which they are, the cars are probably good enough to be in. But yeah. I don't want to waste a vote on them. Um, Depeche Mode. I got a soft spot in my heart for Depeche Mode, but I'm not going to lie. Personal Jesus? Personal Jesus is a hell of a song. <laughs> the problem is, there's that one, and then, All I Ever Wanted, All I Ever Needed, yeah. which might not even be them. And that's it. I got nothing else. Oh, that's, I, um, yeah, let's, let's pull, I'm going to pull them up as you're talking. Yeah, yeah. Put, well, I don't have much more to vamp on for them, so please hurry. <laughs> Well, I, I'm so, oh, uh, enjoy the silence is them. Yep. Is that the all I ever wanted song? Yeah, I think that? so. Uh, no, I don't know. No, days will never be. I don't know. Words without something. I don't see. See, if I'm struggling for my favorite song, right, yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling right. to name my favorite Depeche Mode song. Right. In my in my uh, haphazard attempt to get them into the Hall of Fame. Sorry, guys, I can't let you in, which is helping me narrow it down. So now I come up and I'm going alphabetically here. You got to take, you got to take, go ahead. Well, yeah, well, let, let me, let me give you a name here. Of, uh, well, first of all, I should say on my original ballot, I actually had the cars in. You did, okay. When I first did this, I took them out. If I had to pick six, I'd probably pick the cars, so I'm with you on that. Let me give you another name that's kind of interesting. I don't know if you're getting there yet. Dire Straits. That's who I was going to mention. So, so Dire Straits, they, they really only have like one good album, I think, um, but their Brothers in Arms album sold like 14 million copies in the UK and like 9 million in the United States. Like it's a massive album. Um, and actually their, what I think is their best song is not on it. Uh, Sultans of Swing is not on that one. That's on a previous one. That's a fire song too. Uh, um, Money for Nothing and, and Walk of Life are on Brothers in Arms. So yeah. that was a huge I would I mean, say those songs hold up. Like those songs are still around. Yeah, I would say if, if I have to go to battle with Dire Straits, the Cars. Or Depeche Mode. I'm gonna probably pick Dire Straits. Though the cars, yeah. I mean, ah, the cars are good, but I'm not. I just can't go with the cars. I don't even know why. I just can't. Here's a hot take: the Eurythmics. I'm gonna go no, but I think Annie Lennox should definitely be a Hall of Famer on her own at some point. Okay. So yeah. I'm kind of punting until whenever her first solo record came out. Okay. And I think her career as both a member of the Eurythmics. And as Annie Lennox, a solo artist, is going to be enough to get her in as as Annie Lennox. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are your thoughts on Jay Giles' band? Well, uh, I thought so. Jay Giles, uh, five time nominees. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like they've been nominated five times, and Dire Straits got nominated for the first time this year, even though they were eligible in two thousand three. Right. It took Dire Straits fourteen years to get nominated once. Yeah, so to me, it's like Jay Giles' band. Well, one, they're, are they – like with Bon Jovi, I'm like, they've only been nominated one other time. They should probably be in. With Jay Giles, it's like if you've been nominated four other times, including last year, and you're still not in, maybe you're like a quadruple-A ball player. Maybe you're not a major league, right. you know? Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I only really know the couple big hits. Um, Jay Giles I – thought, I thought Jay Giles was from Worcester. From well, they're Boston guys. Yeah. Well, he's, he's he's from New York, actually. Oh, really? But he moved to he moved first to Boston to go to Northeastern. Okay. And then transferred to WPI, which is in Worcester. Yes, sir. So so he went to college in Worcester, as we did, and uh, uh, I think that's kind of where the band started. But he is not actually from Worcester, and I thought he was. So that makes me like him less. 
Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think they have a couple nice, fun hits. I, they don't strike me as being a Hall of Fame level band. Totally fair. And that's a nice segue into Judas Priest because yeah, I don't know much about Judas Priest. First, is, Judas Priest, is it breaking the law? Is that Judas Priest? I believe that's them, and they're like six 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 number of the beast. Uh, run for your hills, run for your lives. Uh, they were the inspiration for the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, um, is that right? I didn't know that. Now, their lead singer, who I believe his name is Rob Halford, yeah, I'm showing how oh, no. little pre- preparation I've done for this podcast. He, I believe, and again, I could be wrong, but I think he was one of the first openly gay metal musicians of all time. Yeah. Um, which I think is is a fantastically brave and, and amazing thing to do, is considering... I believe, and again, I'm sorry I'm not as prepared as I should be to talk about something like this, but I think he came out way, way, way early in the process of how people felt about, you know, people being gay, uh, you, know, right. pu- you know, in the public space. Um, so, you know, for Rob Halford, a, a seminally talented and brave musician, performer who owned it, owned who he was, and mad respect, I think they're a good band, but I just wonder if they were eligible in 99 their first nomination is this year. Are we just out of the other good metal bands and they're the only ones that are left? Um, I'll have to do more. You know, here's the thing. If they get in, no one will be happy to do a bunch of research on which songs they're going to play for their induction ceremony. Um, and the picture of them on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class nominees website is fan friggin' tastic. That's a Hall of Fame picture. That picture is a Hall of Fame picture. And if we're going by pictures, they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They have the best picture on this website. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> it's yeah. not even close. Not even close. And I know we're looking at the same picture because there's yeah. no way we could be interpreting any other picture as the best picture ever. No, no, we are. Sister Rosetta Thorpe has the second best picture. Do you know who has the worst picture? Yeah. Are the chubby, uh, uh, pasty dorks from MC5. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Five oh, yeah. dudes, yeah. no <laughs> shirts on. <laughs> And only about one of those guys deserves to have his shirt off. Right. To quote the great Eric Cartman from South Park, screw you guys, you're going home. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about MC5 other than they were doughy and soft. And that's. <laughs> yeah. I feel like MC5 is a band, that, I don't know anything about them either, but I feel like I should. I feel like they were, that's a band that was important to a lot of bands that we liked. Correct. They inspired a lot of bands that we ended up liking in our lifetimes, but I don't really know anything about them. Right. I don't think I one of their songs. Right. And here's the issue. They were first nominated in 91. Sorry, they were eligible in 91, nominated in 03, nominated last year, nominated this year. Like you said, they they are the people that we looked up to as people who they looked up to. So for me, it's right. a no. Right. Little pitchy yeah. dog, little doughy, little doughy. Uh, yeah, yeah, too doughy, just too doughy to get it on. I don't think Shaka Khan and Rufus should get in, I think, but, but I love Shaka Khan. I mean, Tell Me Something Good is like one of the ten Tell best me songs something ever. good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's enough to get to get him in the Hall of Fame, but that is an amazing song. It's a Hall of Fame song. It's a Hall of Fame song, yeah. And then I got nothing on the zombies, I got nothing on your boy Link Ray, and I actually have nothing on Sister Rosetta Tharp other than... Really interesting that her eligible year, in theory, was 1963, and this is her first ever nomination. Right? Yeah, she's really old school. I know that. That's all I really know about her. You don't know? You don't know the zombies? I don't. What do they sing? Zombies sing uh, "Time of the Season." Ooh. Um, she's not there. Ooh, that's not the association. 
No, that's um. Oh, that's windy. You're thinking of everything uh, knows it's windy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, that's the association. Yeah. <laughs> so the association are, are jobber are jobber versions of the zombies. It sounds like. Maybe. Yeah, Wendy. Yeah, that's the association. So wait, what songs did the zombies sing? Are their hits? Time of the season. Yeah, that's the, a good one. He's not there. All right, so they're really good harmonization dudes. Yeah, I mean, it's like they're a '60s like British Invasion kind of thing, and it, two really good songs. Um, you know, I'm sure they have a bit more than that, but I, I wouldn't. I, so I, I, I know them. I know those songs, and so do you. You didn't know it was them, but half the problem, um, though, right? But again, I don't think that's. So I think, at least in our minds, and this is what... It's subjective, and Andrew Andrew made a yeah, good point. Yeah, but but that's why it's fun. Like, that's why it's interesting to talk about this, because there is this component of, we are talking about bands we like. Like, we don't really know the zombies. We don't know, we don't know anything about Kate Bush. Kate Bush, apparently, not in the band Bush. I did look at that research. Had nothing to do with Glycerine, or everything's that. So, you know, screw her. If, you can't, if you're not down with uh, Gavin Rossdale, whatever his name was... Um, Still is. He's not dead. <laughs> I don't have any time for you. So I think like the only other bands besides the ones that that I picked that I think are sort of on the on that level would be like the Cars, Eurythmics, Radiohead. Certainly, I think I think Radiohead will get in. I just don't like them, so I'm not going to correct. Them. But I agree, yeah. But then, and then maybe like Judas Priest, maybe yeah. Moody yeah. Blues, but I don't think so. Right. Like, but there's not, but then, but isn't that like? If you're saying maybe, like that's I've always thought that for for sports halls of fame, correct. Uh, when when you say somebody's name and you're not really sure, then it's probably no. Well, for instance, think about David Ortiz, right? David Ortiz, if they don't win three World Series like nine years apart, I don't know if it's enough for a designated hitter to get in the Hall of Fame. But he's definitely going to get in the Hall of Fame because of the circumstance, also how we feel about it, etc. It's subjective in some ways. We didn't talk about the Moody Blues. Yeah, go ahead. I don't really have anything. For, no, I'm just going to say this. For me, personally, again, it's kind of a no. Not a no because they're not good enough. Not a no because they weren't successful enough. But for me, it's just I don't know them well enough. But I do know that like my parents, my mother, loves the Moody Blues. Yeah. And I do know that they had hits like 20 years apart. And I do know they yeah. had several hits, like several, several hits. I bet they get in. Yeah, I, I think they might do, yeah. I'm surprised they were a first-time nominee because they were eligible like 20 years ago. But um, uh, Knights a, and White Satin is their big That's hit. their moneymaker. Let's not fa- yeah, yeah, I couldn't think of what it was, but yes, that's the big hit. I mean, that's been listened to on, on Spotify alone 36 and 35 and a half million times. Yeah, that's a big one. Your Wildest Dreams, which is kind of a newer song, and by newer I mean like late 80s. Yeah. Four million almost listens. Uh, the Night, which is a jam. Hold on. Oh, uh... Tuesday afternoon, it's a good one. Um, I thought they sang Lola, but I was way out the Kinks, right? Yeah, Lola's the Kinks. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I think Moody Blues are very much on the cusp, and I think it's a great band name. Great band name. Great band name. Yeah. Real band name. Real band name of the week. The Moody Blues. Might have heard of them. Check them out. <laughs> Check them out, brother. I have a fake band name of the week. What do you got, Roscoe P? Shady Boots. Ooh. Pretty good, right? It's that might awesome. Be like a fake rapper name of the week. Shady Boots, Boots is a great name. Shady Boots. Uh, I, I have one that <laughs> I'm debating whether I can say it. I'm not going to say it. I'll okay. tell you. I'll tell you after the show's over. It's really, it's really decent. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, disregard the man talking. Shady Boots, it is. Shady Boots, it is. Fake band name of the week. 
Let me uh, let me make this point before we uh, get into the uh, Guns N' Roses story. Yeah, sure. Um, I think like so. I did some research uh, into. I think I went back to like 2001 and kind of just looked at the bands that are sort of from our era of yeah. music. Yeah, like bands that either got big while we were listening to music or were sort of still like big just before us and and uh, and kind of still around. So. Here's that list, and then I'll make my, my point about it. So uh, we're talking about Pearl Jam, Tupac, Green Day, Nirvana, Beastie Boys, Guns N' Roses, Red Hot Chili Peppers, NWA, Public Enemy, Metallica, Run DMC, Madonna, R.E.M., Van Halen, U2, Prince, ACDC, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, R.I.P. Tom Petty. We didn't mention that. Deuces. Uh, uh, Aerosmith and Michael Jackson. So... And, and that's it. That's everybody. I didn't pick and choose. That's kind of everybody from our era. So my point's going to be, those are the heavy hitters. Like, those are huge, huge names. So I think, like, we don't really know about Dire Straits because you weren't there. We don't really know about uh, Moody Blues because yeah. you weren't there. But, but the era of music that we know about, it seems like the Hall of Fame is kind of getting it right. Yeah. Like No question. Like that, like, on that whole list, I'm not sure who I would leave off it except for maybe Green Day, but there's certainly a case for Green Day. I think that's more that I just don't really like them. A Green Day in? Green Day's in, yeah. Got in in 2015. I, will, I know. And actually, I remember that. I remember it now. I remember it now. I just didn't think they'd been around long enough, but that just goes to show you how old we are. Uh, yeah. So, I think I think the Hall kind of gets this right. Yeah, I got no beef with the Hall, and frankly, I think... Yeah. The one interesting thing is that I, I think everybody would pretty much say, besides my brother, that Bon Jovi's probably good enough to be in. Right. Have a yeah, nice day. I'm really going to be surprised. Like, I, I think, I understand why some people wouldn't like Rage Against the Machine, but man, if Bon Jovi and LL Cool J don't get in, I really don't. I don't get that. Well, I, I think Rage will get in because I think it's, I think especially at the political times we're in now, yeah, even though. Out they, of their time, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was shocked and chagrined if LL Cool J doesn't get in. Yeah, right. That's I know. Me too. Shocked and chagrined. Um, all right. Let me do this before we talk about gun, my Guns N' Roses story. Okay. A couple weeks ago, we were hanging out with our buddy Marky Sal, and you mentioned that you would love it if Fat Gavin would come back. And <laughs> number one, I would love for you to explain to the listeners about Fat Gavin and why you miss Fat Gavin so much. Oh, wow. Well, man, where to begin? <laughs> Well, Fat Gavin um, was a product of, man, where do you even begin? Um, I, I think, so weren't you like injured or something? Isn't that where Fat Yeah, Gavin like I stopped swimming for a while. Uh, for, those, yeah. for those of you who don't know, I swam in college and that was what kept me moderately husky versus ob- morbidly obese. Yeah. And again, I'm being, so, I'm being a little bit facetious on the morbidly obese, but I mean, it was real. Well, pretty close. Um, so, <laughs> so I think a combination of not swimming, um, eating like college students eat, uh, which is, you know, not great, and a lot of late night of uh, Chinese food from the Panda Lantern and uh, a lot of late night Fantastics pizza, um, and a lot of the drinking, the sauce. Uh, we did find a lot of reasons to have a cocktail or two. We did find those reasons. Um all of that contributed to Gavin being really fat, uh, like, like like Santa Claus. He was kind of like a jolly fat guy. 
Yeah. He had he had man boobs before it was cool. Before man boobs was a thing. I think before it was literally a thing. Yeah. You were one of the you're one of the inventors of man boobs, one of the originators. Um so I uh, I don't really uh uh well cuz I know you're you're a very fit guy now and you run all the time and you eat better and you know it's just it was just more fun to have you fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess for me, although I'm sure not for you. Well, the reason I bring it up is yeah. I'm going to start doing something on the freestyle, philbusterfreestyle.com only, which I don't think I'm going to call Fat Gavin Flashbacks, but it's kind of an awesome name. <laughs> Pretty good. Or maybe Fat Gavin's Favorites, but still, I think Fat Gavin is maybe a bad thing to go after. I think it's not, you know. But it's going to be a new section of the philbusterfreestyle.com website. Essentially, when I have a cheat day for eating or, or maybe drinking things that I don't you normally eat or drink anymore, uh, I'm going to try to not worry about slipping up and try to document it and go for broke. So my main categories are going to be judging and potentially eating on camera wings, but when applicable, also nachos, pizza, sushi, seafood towers, and any type of self-service buffet. And I'll probably put some dirty martinis and some beers in there as well. <laughs> Instagram about your, you got some late night snacks with some chips. Oh my God, I got, I got a whole like half a pound of peanut M&M's and some Chester Cheaters hot fries. Yeah, hot fries. (laughs) The best part is I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I remember the M&M's, but come on, dude, the hot fries? Hot fries. (laughs) So anyway, check out my Instagram, which is gavin.filibuster.v, the V is as in Victor, and uh, you can see me doing things that I used to do pretty much six days a week, now hopefully one day a month. I think this is a great addition to the to the filibuster. Not too shabby, as they say. Yeah. All right, now really quickly, I'm out with Marky Sal's crew. Notice how I'm not saying Marky Sal because Marky Sal did turn in very early from his own bachelor party. He, he bounced from his own bachelor party. Totally fine. But so we are at the poorhouse on Boylston Street in Boston, down in the basement, and I see this guy at a table talking to two young ladies who are very attractive ladies. Good for them. This gentleman's an attractive man. He's much older. He's probably, you know, they're probably in their late 20s. He's probably in his mid-40s. And he looks pretty distinct. And I'm like, you know, I've been to a few Guns N' Roses shows in my day. And by my day, I mean like three this summer. And uh, I knew Guns N' Roses was in town in Boston. They played last night at the TD Garden. And I said, you know, I think that's Guns N' Roses drummer Frank Ferrer. And so I pulled up on my phone, Guns N' Roses members, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my guy. So I roll over and I'm like, That's the good stuff. I'm like, hey man, are you Frank Ferrer? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I saw you in Netherlands. I saw you in Prague and I saw you at Wake Forest. He goes, Wake Forest? <laughs> that was the one that confused him. I'm like, I saw you in a park in Nijmegen, Amsterdam. And you're, anyway. And I said, well, yeah, anyway. So I was just about to go full fanboy and I kind of caught myself and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave you alone. But just. That's badass. <laughs> I walked away. But the other two things that happened are, one, an hour later, he walked up to me and goes, hey, man, where's the bathroom? And I'm like, I think it's right over there. So that was good. Number two. You made a friend. You made a, made friend. a friend. Number two, there, towards the very end of the night, he was trying to get some service from a bartender, and he was kind of being loud about it. And Telos, our friend, T. Diddy, was in between myself and Frank Ferrer. So Telos like, who the hell is this guy? And I'm like, actually, he's the drummer from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Actually, the drummer in Guns N' Roses. So Talos turns over and goes, yo, man, 
are you the drummer from Guns N' Roses? And he says, I am. He says, sweet, be as loud as you want. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. But, uh, you know, it was good to see Frank Ferrer hanging out with the rest of us at the poorhouse with our buddies Robo and Alex, Alex Sai and everybody else. So it was good to have Frank. Basically, what we did is we traded Marcos for Guns N' Roses drummer Frank Ferrer. For the drummer from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, good, good trade. Good trade. Yeah. And I like to know that, 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 you know, you can be in Guns N' Roses, but as long as you're not like Slash or Axel or Duff, you can just hang out on Boyle Street in Boston. Only bar. I'm going to bother you. Right. And Talos. But Talos wasn't going to bother him. Talos probably- wasn't going to bother him. Yeah, that was your fault. Yeah. But, yeah. but Talos is going to probably like try to t- start crap with him. And I'm like, please don't start crap with Frank Ferrer. Yeah. I'm picking you know, his my, side. Uh, my AAU basketball coach's name was Frank Ferrer. Is your basketball coach the drummer in Guns N' Roses? He's not the drummer in Guns N' Roses. <laughs> no, he's not. No. <laughs> well, isn't that a shame? Nice, yeah. man. Well, anyway, uh, when's the next Roscoe P. solo track going to drop for us? You got something? I don't know. I don't know. I promised one a while ago. It didn't quite happen. So, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I always say hopefully soon. Uh, there's a couple... Actually got a, I kind of got hot on uh, on an idea that I want to write about. So nice. Uh, just finding time to record stuff. But um, uh, my uh, Instagram and Twitter is Roscoe P Funk R O S C O P F U N K. Um, if you search YouTube for Roscoe P Funk, you will find the couple songs that I have uh, done so far up there. Also on SoundCloud. So uh, I am out there. Uh, love to hear from anybody. Um, uh, and hopefully uh, new music soon. Nice. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this. Last question. Last year we were going to play a holiday party at your day job. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that came up. Is there uh, any chance of us doing nice. that for real this time in 2017? Yeah. Somebody brought that up the other night. It wasn't me. I didn't bring it up. Somebody else brought it up. Because uh, actually I started, uh, you know, the um, the Touch Tunes uh, app? Sure you know, like, do. Touch Tunes is like the, yeah, so you got the app now so you can just play the jukebox from your phone, you know? Which is awesome. So I'm like kind of addicted to that now. Somebody showed it to me last year, and I like can't stop doing it. Yeah, it's dope as f. Yeah. So I was doing it um, in this bar Saturday night, and I put on "Scenario" by A Tribe Called Quest, which of course Drilling Threes performed. So I always didn't even realize I was doing it, but I just started rapping. I just started doing it. Like I just started rapping the song at the table with the people I was with. Yeah. And the people I was with have never heard me rap before, so they all kind of gave me this look, like, "Oh, like, oh, this is real." Like, you know. You weren't making up the that you're a rapper and a band thing. And then that kind of led to, because these are the, the people at my place of work who, you know, we were supposed to do this last year. So that, that came up again, like, oh, we got to get your band to play at the holiday party this year. So I, I don't know. I, there is a, um, it has been brought up. We'll, we'll see. I would love for that to actually happen, but uh, I don't know. Right. You got to get your, your dates when you're going to be in. Uh, well, I'll make them work, man. Uh, let's just, let's just make sure that, that. Because I want to give the Drilling of Trees fans out there a chance to walk into the holiday party and crash it and just see the show. So Right, yeah, yeah, I'd have to ask about that. So, yeah, the place we play is certainly big enough to handle some additional folks if, the, if they're out there. Well, I like that. All right, man, Drill, Drilling Threes will hopefully make a triumphant return to the holiday party scene. Check out Roscoe P. Funk on music outlets, outlet sources everywhere, excuse me, and of course... Philbusterfreestyle.com, which will be coming up with some of my uh, cheat day exploits as I eat and drink my way uh, the way I used to, but only one day a month. And Roscoe P is so happy about it. I just wanted to make Very it. Very exciting. It's the best thing that happened on this podcast. Fantastic. And we will be back once the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees are finalized as inductees, and we will speculate on what tunes they will play 
during the concert. Roscoe, thanks for being on as always, buddy. Anytime. Had fun. All right. Peace out.